And now for McAllen City Hall, a meeting of the McAllen City Commission. Good afternoon. We're going to convene the regular City Commission meeting for February 8, 2021. If you'd stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by the invocation by Commissioner Joaquin Zamora. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If we could bow our heads. O oh Lord, many are our plans, but it is your plans that prevail. You know each one of us here better than we know ourselves. All of us want this meeting to be a successful meeting, but Lord, you know what is best for all of us. Open up our hearts and our minds that we may know the hope to which you have called us. Give us boldness to speak what you have placed in our hearts and help us to follow your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. And we have uh, one presentation today. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but Dr. Howard, uh, presentation to Mayor Darwin. Mm -hmm. Doctor? <clears throat> Dr. Howard? Good evening, everybody. Thank you, uh, Mayor Darling, and uh, to our senior commissioners, um, and to each of you that uh, are here to witness this important event that's about to take place. Uh, standing before you are members of our Juneteenth Planning Committee and also leaders of our Village in the Valley uh, Corporation, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, Mayor, again, uh, to uh, recognize the city of McAllen specifically for its uh, wonderful assistance uh, at our Juneteenth observance last year. We're running a little behind in doing this, but as the old saying goes, better late than never. What is Juneteenth? Uh, just to refresh our thinking, uh, there are two really important things for us to remember about Juneteenth. One, it is to reflect and to honor our ancestral past, particularly our African-American ancestral past, not only around the country, but right here in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the second important reason is for us to celebrate and to preserve that wonderful history uh, that is part of the valley. African-American history is American history, and we are delighted every year to join the nation and other parts of the world to set time aside to remember those who have gone before us who paved the way for opportunity, 
and we're in search of freedom. So Juneteenth is Freedom Day. It is our reminder that uh, our work never ends. We continue to strive for the great ideals that are inherent in our right to be free, our right to be full participants as citizens in our various, various communities. So we are grateful. We are excited about this opportunity to say thank you to the city of McAllen and specifically to our mayor. Uh, we have a, a plaque that we'd like to present to the mayor and I'm going to ask our president of uh, our village in the valley to join me right now if she would because I'm going to ask her to read the inscription on the plaque. But in the interest of time, uh, I don't know if, if uh, Police Chief Rodriguez is, is with us. Is he with us? We're going to ask you to join us if you would, sir. Thank you so much. And the reason we're doing this is because we have a plaque also for uh, our chief of police and our police department. There's a very important reason for that. Last year, we did something historic. We had something we called a caravan, 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 uh, which preceded uh, our Juneteenth event. Uh, it was kind of a last minute uh, decision, but with the help of the city of McAllen and specifically the uh, chief of police, it went off just wonderful. And it was during a time when our nation was reflecting on uh, acts of violence against young men and young women around the country. Some of it involved some of our police officers, so there was a lot of tension. But we're here to affirm today that in the city of McAllen, we celebrate our law enforcement officers because they celebrated us in a mighty way. They showed up. Uh, they directed traffic. They cared for us, got us to our destination, and we celebrated Juneteenth in style. So we also have a plaque that we want to give to uh, Chief Rodriguez on behalf of the police department. I'm going to ask our president, Dr. Teresa Gatlin, to read the inscription on the, pres uh, on the uh, plaque for the city of McAllen. And I'm going to ask uh, our co-president, if she would, to read the uh, inscription on the plaque for the chief of police. Thank you, Dr. Howard. Interest of being able to hear me, I'll remove my mask. Here I'm Dr. Teresa Gatling. I'm one of the co-presidents of Village in the Valley. Mayor Darnell, we really appreciate everything that you've done for us, that you the support that you, as well as the city of McAllen, the councilman um, people, <laughs> have really done to help us. So for that, we are going to present you this plaque that says June 10th, June 19th, 1865, because we were actually celebrating the 400th year since the emancipation had happened. So it says perfecting unity, which was the theme, presented to the city of McAllen, Texas in recognition and gratitude for its outstanding leadership and support of the 2020 Juneteenth Freedom Day observance, June 13th through the 19th, 2020. We value what you have done and what you will do in the years to come, thank you from the Texas Rio Grande Valley Juneteenth Observance Planning Committee, June 19th, 2020. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much, and I accept this um, 
It's very nice plaque on, on behalf of myself, but certainly the city commission and city management and the chief and the police department and making sure that our community recognizes the importance of diversity and everybody in our community counts. And so that's, a, I think, the most important thing. So thank you very much. Thank you. My name is Marcia Terry, and I'm co-founder and co-president of Village in the Valley. So it's an honor today, as Dr. Howard also already mentioned, that we had a caravan last year, and we would not have had the success without the support of the McAllen Police Department. So we're incredibly grateful, and I'll read the plaque as it's stated. Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865, Perfecting Unity. Presented to the McAllen Police Department, McAllen, Texas, in recognition and gratitude for your outstanding leadership and support of the 2020 Juneteenth Freedom Day observance. June 13th to the 19th, 2020. We value what you have done and what you will do in the years to come. Thank you. Texas Rio Grande Valley, Juneteenth Observance Planning Committee, June 19th, 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Howard and to the committee, on behalf of the, um, the McAllen Police Department, um, we, we, we're humbled by this and we appreciate this very much. I'm here to tell you that um, we will always assist you uh, in any any pursuit that you that you have, just like we did on caravan. And I was out there in one of them the events. We will always be there, not only to assist you, but to ensure that you enjoy the event that you are wanting to have. So thank you so much. Right? Thank you. Indulge us for just a, a minute or two more. Uh, we have one other really special thing that we want to do, and unfortunately, we were uh, <clears throat> we were notified that Mrs. Darling, uh, who uh, we had hoped to join us this evening, uh, had an emergency that came up, and unfortunately, she won't be able to join us. So, we're going to um, do part of what we were going to do in her presence uh, with the mayor here by our side. Uh, so, uh, you know. All, all great leaders, uh, as the saying goes, uh, there are, there's a great leader standing by his or her side. Um, we appreciate Mrs. Darling. Even though she's not on camera, uh, she is in the midst of us as our first lady of this city, this great city. And uh, we appreciate the teamwork uh, that the two of them bring to their commitment to serve our community. So at this uh, time, I'm going to re-invite Dr. Gadlin and uh, our co-president, Mrs. Terry, Dr. Deborah Stark, and uh, Valerie Ramirez. And they're going to uh, present uh, something to uh, Mrs. Sandra L. Darling in absentia. Uh, uh, but we're going to do that with the mayor's presence. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, even though you are not your wife, <laughs> we are so, so we really appreciate apparently what she has meant to you to be able to allow you to do what you do for the city of McAllen and 
specifically for us with the village in, in the valley and the Juneteenth Observation Committee. And we are offering these flowers to you okay. for her. <laughs> You're going to carry them. Uh, <laughs> because we're very, very grateful. We understand that it, it, you don't have that support at home. Um, and you've got all the stress you have of your job that it would make your job much harder to do. And she has apparently been doing a very good job of it for many, many years, not just while you've been mayor, but in all your other service activities over the years. So thank you. Well, thank and please you. tell her that we appreciate her. And I, I certainly will. If everybody you. stays quiet, I can use these for Valentine's no. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I know she'll appreciate it, and you know, I, um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Take your flowers. Okay, we are now going to convene our uh, public hearing to hear recommendations from the McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. So we have one rezoning and uh, three conditional use permits listed under routine. As always, they come with a favorable recommendation from Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, but if the commission wants to uh, discuss an item separately, they're welcome to uh, remove it from routine. And these were uh, a rezoning from AO to R1 at 45 Dove Avenue, it's right next to uh, the Sherryland ISD Junior High School. Yes, sir. And then uh, the other one is a um, request for a bar for the uh, lot A1 Nolana Tower subdivision, 400 right. Nolana Avenue. These are renewal. These are renewal. one year yes, renewals. And the other one is for a bar at 2801 Expressway 83. Renewal as well. Buildings 200, suites 280 and 290, also renewal. And then the last one is on uh, McAllen ISD for a tower, I think. Is that correct? It's a Wi-Fi tower, yes. Wi-Fi tower, 2901 Incarnate Word Avenue. Is anyone here to appear in opposition to these four items? Come forward. It was a comment about Wi-Fi? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I was um, expressing, advocating numbers, and maybe we should bring in some scientists since we have 500 million in our budget. 
and say, hey, numerologists, uh, mathematicians, scientists, say, um, well, you know, if there, there's a speaker, if commissioner puts a speaker next to this, I mean, there, there, there's these waves, invisible, you can't see them, but it might, he might get hurt, you know, he might not feel nice about putting a speaker about these invisible, you know, radio waves, whatever. So I'm just saying, is there something that's going on with these, um, I'm just asking a question. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not implying for, I'm neutral, but there's a lot of speculation. I'm just saying I'm for health, you know, for people's health, for our citizens. I, I just want, you know, for y'all to bring some tr transparency. I just want to bring clarity, you know, be, a debate between scientists. Is that something from Mars? We may go to the school district. This question. is a school district item for their tower. We're just giving it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just asking about these new 5Gs, you know, uh, whatever, or 6Gs or 7Gs or whatever. These um, antennas, because radioactivity uh, exists. I'm just I'm I'm not a, I'm not a radio scientist, but I'm just saying, hey, you know, we got to take care of our own. Maybe we're the leaders of society, maybe the leaders of Texas, America, maybe the leaders of the world. Why should we not be the leaders? Okay, thank you, Mr. Thank thank you. Mr. Okay, um, we have no opposition. Do I have a motion to approve item one through four? So moved. Second. Second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Item B, Mr. Garcia. Yes, sir. Um, so this is a request from Melissa Burtner for a conditional use permit for life of the use for a dog kennel at a one-acre tract of land south of, of the south, 19.39 acres of lot 387, John H. Sherry subdivision, 6820 North Taylor. Uh, so this property is located on the east side of North Taylor, approximately 1,400 feet north of Lark. Uh, it is zoned AO, agriculture open space. Adjacent zoning is AO to the northeast and south, and to the west is, is the ETJ. Uh, surrounding uses do include single-family homes as well as vacant land. Uh, the applicant is proposing to continue operating the dog kennel um, from her one-acre residence. Uh, the initial CUP um, for the dog kennel was approved by City Commission for six months on June 22nd of last year. At that meeting, the Commission placed the following conditions on the permit. Uh, dogs must be inside from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., uh, drop-off and pick-up, of dogs should be limited to the hours of 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, there is a 50 dog limit and a sign is required to let customers know uh, of the location. Staff has received a letter uh, in opposition of the CUP from the neighbor to the north. Uh, that neighbor's property by itself exceeds the 20% threshold, uh, so a supermajority would be required should you all wish to approve it. Uh, the item was heard at the November 19th planning zone or January 19th Planning Zoning Commission meeting. Uh, that same neighbor was there in opposition specifically to voice their complaints, focus on barking and possible animal cruelty. Uh, the board voted to disapprove, but with a favorable recommendation uh, for a life of the use permit due to non-compliance with the 300 foot distance requirement uh, from residents, as well as, as uh, the applicant not meeting the five, five acre requirement for a dog kennel. Uh, staff is recommending approval, but for one year instead of life of the use. Okay. And, and we, how about the addition conditions of time and 
signage and those things. Is that still part of it? We, we would still uh, ask that the, the, the times be, be honored, yes, sir. Times and signage. And the number of dogs as well. And have they been in compliance with that? So at, at uh, PNZ, there was a caller who unknowingly stated that he, he had dropped off his dogs at 5.30 in the morning. Um, so obviously in, in violation of the drop-off uh, at times of 6 to, to 8 p.m. Um, other than that, it, it appears um, that the applicant has been in compliance. Now, I must note that the applicant never came to formally execute the conditional use permit. So in all actuality, she has been um, operating for the past six months without a conditional use permit. Even though you all approved it, um, she never came down to... Uh, executed. Now we can fault that to, to COVID and, and the fact that it's it's hard to come in and go, um, and so that's why our recommendation is for a year as opposed to life of the use because we still want to have that ability uh, to bring her back and to add more conditions if needed. So your recommendation then includes the restrictions we talked about, and then um, allows the uh, um, a variance to the size. Uh, to the size and uh, distance the from residents. Yes, requirements. sir. And that was the basis for the de original denial by the um, Planning Zoning Commission, but correct. the approval of that. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so since this is a supermajority, anything less than the. Um, um, I think it, it, because you have one opposition, it's going to take, even though you do the lesser, lesser that the Planning Zoning Commission said by correct. maintaining these other things, it still takes a supermajority. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Anybody here uh, before City Commission, anybody here or on um, the network in opposition to this mm -hmm. uh, granting the condition use permit? Is anybody here in the audience? Yes, sir. Do you want to step forward, sir? <coughs> State your name, Thank you for giving me your time. My name is Hector Hernandez. I reside at 6912 North Taylor Road, McAllen, Texas. I've lived at that residence next to Ms. Burden for about 30 years, over 30 years. Uh, the dogs still continue to be a real nuisance. And uh, as in the weeks past, I found out one impo some very important issues that she's going against the code of ordinances for the city of McAllen under the barking of dogs. Okay. Uh, it says here for the code of ordinances for the city of McAllen, it shall be unlawful to keep any dog in the city which by loud, frequent, or habitual barking or howling shall cause annoyance and disturb the peace and quiet of a normal person. That's one of the codes for the city of McAllen. And uh, as I continue, there's two or three more issues here that goes under cruelty of animals. Mr. Camacho from uh, city planning for the city of McAllen told me that each and every one of you would receive a summary of the events that I've presented to him. And I hope you all had a chance to look at him And uh, I had a question, you know, and six months ago when we talked about this, I think I, I kind of recommended to you to do either do some videotaping or some tape recording. That's probably not good anymore. 
of the dogs barking, did you do that and present that to the Planning and Zoning Commission? Any chance? You know, I a mean, picture's worth a thousand words or a... It, it just went nuisance after another. It just continues and continues and continues. It's everlasting, okay? And under cruelty of animals, she does not have any dog kennels. She advertises uh, open free, uh, what is it? Oh, adult care center, free of cage, cage free, in other words. Under cruelty to animals for the city of McAllen, one of their ordinances says, where did all those dogs eliminate their body waste? Okay? They don't have no specific area where to eliminate body waste. Another thing is, they need proper shelter from the elements. There's no shelter for the elements anywhere around the house. And if they're inside the house, they're, they're all confined inside of a house. And that's where they can easily catch all kinds of diseases. Relieving their body waste all over the yard only causes infectious diseases. It's just one thing after another. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the whole I know you all don't have much time either to go through step-by-step step on this issue, but I hope you all had a, the time to look at the summary that was supposed to have been presented to you, to you all. Okay. But, uh, Any, anybody have any questions? <coughs> Mr. Hernandez, the summary you referred to, is, does it have attached the photographs? Is that what you're referring to? The summary that you, Sir? The, the summary that you're speaking about. Oh, it's, it's written out. Right, it's written out. All that, yes, sir. And are there photographs that are attached to that summary? Is that what you're referring to? All that, it comes from the city of McAllen, the code of ordinances, and the photos, I submitted those. Okay, that's why I'm asking you. Yes, sir. You keep referring to a summary. And no, I'm the summary, with all due respect, I meant that those pages. This is what you're referring to? Yes, oh, sir. Okay, I just want to be clear. With all due respect, I'm sorry. No problem, no problem. I just want to be clear. And uh, it just goes on and on and on, and... It's a never everlasting thing. Uh, and sir, do you have any um, animals on your property? Yes, ma'am. I'm a dog what, lover myself. Well, what kind of animals do you have on your property? What kind of animals? Yes. To a male and a female dog, a shepherd and a rottweiler. Is that is that the only animals you have on your on, on it's your? The only animals I have. Yes, ma'am. But they're about as old as I am, so. Don't, they don't get excited anymore. <laughs> With all due respect to everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're not, uh, they don't cause trouble. They're, they're just there, you know. Mr. Hernandez, uh, am I correct in asking, uh, I, I did a tour of that facility sometime back in yes, the sir. summer. Is there a uh, brick wall that separates your lot from Mrs. Burton's lot? Is there a brick wall? Yes, sir. Yeah, to divide the property. Yes, I'm just confirming that. Is there, in fact, a brick wall? Yes, sir. How how, how tall is it? Do you remember or no? It's about a eight foot. Eight foot. Yes, sir. Does it go the entire length of the property? Hmm? It, does it run the entire length of the property or the property the line? The south side, part oh. of it, and then it comes down to about six feet. Okay. And, and as I understand, in the rear of the property, there's actually a lakefront, right, or a pond, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And it's does that it's fence... It's dry. It's dry? Okay. It's but dry. does the fence line go all the way to the limits of the property line? All the way into the pond? 
No, no, it doesn't go into the pond. No. It doesn't go into the pond. No, sir, no, sir. Okay, that, that's what I wanted to know. No, sir. Okay. Okay, any other questions? <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Brianna Sanchez. Are you on one B? Are you here or on the? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I'm on Zoom. Okay, go ahead. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear me. Yeah, go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I just got out of work. But um, I read Mr. Hernandez's <coughs> opposition letter, and I would like to rebuke some claims that he made regarding Melissa's because they're outlandish and baseless in nature. To accuse Melissa, her employees, and inherently us dog owners of animal cruelty is an outrageous, outrageous and baseless accu accusation. The animal cruelty claim based on the city's code of ordinance, section 1416, has no relevance to the business at all. Dogs are provided acceptable standards of housing better than I'm sure very many dogs in this city. And they're provided exceptional care. The fact that there are no kennels should be applauded, not reprimanded. Dogs should not be kept in crates or kennels all day only to be out to let out to use the restroom. And if dogs don't go to the restroom outside, as Mr. Hernandez noted, I don't know where he expects them to go. The clients of Melissa's Pet Services value that their animals are not kept boarded up all day and all night. The fact that it is a cage-free boarding and daycare facility is what I appreciate the most and which is why I prefer to leave my dog with her and her staff as opposed to any other boarding facility. The letter also claims diseases spread, but I'm not sure if he's aware that Melissa requires vaccines and vaccination records for her dogs so that their diseases are not spread or contracted. And based on this rationale, dog parks, which are not vaccine regulated, it should be shut down as well. I strongly believe that the community wants and deserves to keep Melissa's pet services open and allow her and her team to provide trustworthy and reliable pet daycare and boarding, especially during these times. For the sake of my dog and all the dogs that cherish and value Melissa and her staff, please vote to keep Melissa open and grant her permit. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Anybody have any questions? Hearing none, is uh, Ms. Burton here? Step four, please. Um, before you do your presentation, I think, is there anybody have any particular questions that she can address? Okay, then if you could be relatively brief so that if there are questions, we could ask them. Okay, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Hernandez has spoke about the traffic and noise uh, as complaints against uh, a, a against us uh, or as an inconvenience for him uh, we did uh, we did get recordings I do have recordings and photos to show that um, an entire time of uh, traffic so I went ahead and I charted it all to see um, how many uh, vehicles are together in the same property at one time and the most I had on one day was five at the same time and it was within four minutes they were gone they just drive through it's just if they don't park and they don't um, stay there and they don't come inside or anything they just drive through we get the dog from them and they leave for work um, so there's they're not spending any real amount of time there in um, 
the parking lot area or any other um, section of the street for that matter. Um, and so um, I think traffic um, is, uh, you know, not really a legit reason to um, argue against this. Uh, the other thing was that the city uh, also, I mean, the property also has had a business prior to mine was there before I bought it. There was already a business, uh, supplies, furniture, fixtures, and equipment business before I purchased it. So there was people already going and purchasing supplies and furniture and stuff prior to us getting there. So it was already a business before I got there. Um, not a dog business, but it was it was a business which would have brought in traffic as well. Um, and so uh, the other uh, complaint that um, Mr. Hernandez had was a noise complaint. <coughs> uh, I went ahead and installed, uh, I installed these uh, decibel readers uh, and made sure that we um, were staying, that it was true when I said we're staying within the range uh, appropriate um, for the area. And sure enough, we always were, um, and we also, was really helpful for us to be able to also gauge on our own, you know, just to make sure we were keeping it, you know, uh, low. And so that really helped my staff a lot too, I think. And so I installed one inside and outside in each of the yard areas and each of the rooms. So that's been helping us quite a bit too, but we, um, we uh, do control the barking, obviously. Uh, uh, just like uh, Mr. Hernandez, I'm not a big fan of working either. And um, the purpose of us and my business is to work with the dogs on things like that. And so um, we um, don't let them uh, bark excessively for any uh, length of time um, that um, um, Mr. Hernandez had had uh, argued, any, any length of time that he argued. Let me um, ask you a question. Uh, the recommendation is to continue the restrictions. Are you in agreement with the restrictions from a time, number of dogs, and um, one year status? Yes, I, uh, well, I was, uh, I had applied for the lifetime permit. Um, so I was certainly hoping for more than a year, but, okay. um, or, you know, obviously that's not my decision. Okay. So. Um, as the, gentleman had mentioned something about 5.30 in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I did not wake up at 5.30 in the morning and receive anybody's talk, nor would I. Um, so I'm not sure what he, okay. there, he was referencing. Uh, I have been keeping with the hours of operation that we were told. Um, we don't do 6 a.m. because I'm just not a morning person. Uh, so we actually open at 7, and then um, we're, closed, uh, we're closed at 8. Um, we still take calls and stuff on the phone, but we're closed in terms of, of customer study. Okay, and so um, yeah, I good. have, I've kind of tried to keep to that anyway, uh, just because uh, around 8.30 we put the dogs to sleep or we start getting them to go to sleep. And so in order not to disrupt them, we had always kind of been doing that. So we just adjusted it to 8 instead of 8.30. Um, so that's not been an issue either. Uh, the there is also in in regard to noise and traffic, there is also a kennel three um, minutes away from us, right behind us. There's another dog kennel, um, a, a large dog 
uh, kennel as well, uh, or about the same. Uh, and um, they have been there for, for many, many years as well. And they do have um, the same distance issues with their neighbors on both sides, but I believe they were grandfathered in, and uh, that's why they're um, acceptable. Uh, but uh, some of the noise complaints that Mr. Hernandez mentions, uh, based on uh, um, what he said was overnight, or the other meeting was overnight, um, he's hearing barking, and he called in the city to complain at 1 a.m. that there, or he, he called in to complain that at 1 a.m. we had uh, excessive barking. I did have video to show that they were sleeping right next to me. Um, I do have video in every yard, in every room of the property, so I can produce at any time. I, have, I also have still shots of everything. They were all fast asleep with me. Um, at that time, and I only had five dogs that day. Um, at, uh, but I do also have f four videos that show uh, different times when you can hear loud barking in the night, and where I show you my dogs are not the ones barking, it's somebody else's dogs that are, uh, m that Mr. Hernandez is hearing, it's nothing to do with my property. Yeah, the I, think, dogs I think we've heard it all. Okay, I do too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. anybody have any questions? Uh, no, right. just uh, I think the issue we always talk about <clears throat> balancing the interests of the people, and uh, whenever it's the interest of of a canine, canine kind of and a human, I'm going to go with a human. However, there's a lot of issues in this one. I'm not concerned about animal cruelty because people wouldn't take them. So I'm sure she provides very good service. I'm not comfortable with life of the use, so I would recommend <clears throat> with planning zoning. The planning zoning with the three conditions, which are... Um, oh, plus, that uh, she needs to come get the permit within a month, and then we need to have uh, code enforcement do unannounced visits. Okay. Any additional? So that's your motion? Correct. Do I have a second? I'll second. Second. Okay, any other discussion? I have to raise hands on this because it takes a super majority. Yeah. Mr. City Attorney, how many is that? Six. That would be one more, uh, four, four there. Five. 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 Mr. Five. Mayor, I'd like to add a little bit more discussion uh, now that we've had a second. Um, while I do see uh, the recommendation from staff is one year, and I understand, Ms. Burton, that you're asking for a life of the use. Uh, I want you to also appreciate, uh, if we look at the history of your business operation, even when you had it on North 28th Lane, uh, you were not in compliance. And, and, and I'm a pretty firm believer about non-compliance, and especially history non-compliance. And while I understand that your business will probably best operate under life of the use, we also have to temper the interests of the community, as well as that of the neighborhood as well. Um, I would suggest to the commissioners of this board to consider, obviously not life of the use, but something that's a little longer than one year, uh, so as to not create a burden on Ms. Burns to have to keep coming back every year. However, it does give the opportunity for any citizen, like Mr. Hernandez, to report at any time during the time of the life of the permit uh, to make a violation, have code enforcement inspect, and understand, Ms. Burton, that that permit can always come back before this board and be reconsidered again, whether or not you're compliant. 
And I'm not trying to go into the minutia of, of the details of the ministerial act of signing and picking an application. But we have to look and cannot ignore the totality of the circumstances uh, and tempering that we expect persons who, who are applying for these type of permits to comply. And certainly I would hope that after this history that you will and would, just as Commissioner Villalobos has suggested. We also don't want to hamper your business either because we also recognize that the business operation you provide in our city is one, very unique, and two, it is a service. It's a, it's a unique service that others cannot offer at this time. And certainly we are not the type of board that wants to pin down small business. We encourage small business. But at the same time, we have to temper that small business is complying with the rules of a conditional use permit so as not to interfere or impinge on the interests of that neighbor, in this case, Mr. Hernandez. So um, I would ask maybe uh, Commissioner Villalobos to maybe amend it to allow it to be a two-year permit. I would do one and a half. I, I, I feel very uncomfortable, you know, even at this. I, I, I think that Ms. Burden has gone through this process for a long time. I, I would be more with, with Joaquin for Correct, two years. But she's been through the process, yet she still does not have a permit. Well, there are some issues. I mean, I, 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 um, I am familiar with, with Ms. Burden, and she has had some uh, medical issues. Uh, which I'm, I'm not going to discuss. Or and we don't want to get into that. Um, however, like I do agree with Joaquin that I think two years would be better. Now, I think that would give us a longer uh, period uh, so that way she can be supervised where, because he's right, like to make her and, and Mr. Hernandez come back next year and stuff like that, just just make sure that you record everything, that you have all your ducks in, 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 in a row, but just, like, I think two years, I think it's better than one year or even one year and a half. And just because uh, I know Ms. Burden has been going through a really big struggle um, medically. So that's for not excusing her, of course not, because Ms. Burden, we do have to be responsible and, and everything and make sure we have the permit. Uh, but I think two years, is reasonable and and if anything at that time if they want to stack up more things against you or something then at that time we can revisit it but a one year for me it's it's a little too short well Ms. Vernon considering uh, health issues that we're not aware of I, I'll amend to two however it gives you the opportunity and Mr. Hernandez also should there be any issues record uh, you know get some documentation some evidence some recording something because <laughs> I mean, they, they, this is an important issue, just like Dr. Samora, just like Mr. Samora says, look, we want business, but we want people to live comfortably in their homes too. So we got to balance. I, I, uh, I'll amend to cheers. Motion. Second. Second. Yeah, I'm second. okay with that. Okay, the motion is second now is to um, grant the uh, condition use permit for two years subject to the restriction on uh, the number of dogs at 50 and closing time, I can't remember what it was. Six? Eight, eight, something. Eight o'clock? Eight. Uh, okay, eight o'clock, and of course the variance goes along with it with the size of the lot and the number. Are we gonna call roll? Oh, motion I... and second. All those in favor, raise your hand. Aye. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, motion carried. Okay, you know, and uh, let's be good neighbors. Okay. Well, actually, Ms. Barton. All right. So I'm going to go sign that permit tomorrow. Please do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Please do that. Okay. Next item is amending the zoning ordinance to encompass, I think, item 1A1. 
So moved. Second. Yeah, motion is second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. That's the end of the public hearing for the recommendations from the Planning and Zoning Commission. I'll now convene a public hearing uh, relating to the entry of lease on Pam Family Properties at 16th and Beach Street, which is required because that is a existing city park. Good evening, Mayor, City Commissioner, City Manager. On behalf of uh, George Velasco and Jesus Gonzalez, who represent Pam Properties, they have requested the city lease the property at the address that you indicated at 16th and Beach for additional parking for uh, businesses in that general area. They are willing to do the improvements required to convert the property to a parking lot that will be to city standards. Since this land is considered city parkland, we had to advertise the required three consecutive weeks and now have to have this public hearing. At the close of the public hearing, the City Commission must find two things. One, that no fe feasible and prudent alternative use is available and that we are planning to minimize harm to the land as a park in order to convert this land to parking lot. Uh, the terms have been previously discussed and they're listed in your agreement, in your memo, $500 per month with an escalator of 2% per year compounded at the end of 10 years and then the, the next term at the end of the next five years. They will make all of the necessary improvements and get approval for removal of any trees necessary and if necessary to meet the obligation to the city would be allowed to sublet the property with a city's approval. Well, what's the evidence on the findings then? Um, that's a good question. Uh, the evidence is that we have a piece of land there that has been unused. We've In the past we've had uh, homeless in the area. We did have to remove benches and a, a number of other amenities there to uh, allow that property to not be continue to be abused. And so this uh, we feel would be kind of a, a happy medium because we would still have trees there. There would still be uh, an ability to enjoy the property, but perhaps with lighting and vehicles being there, there would be less intrusion of uh, un unwanted elements in the area. Was counselor and this doesn't trigger an election? No, no. sir. Only if it was to be no, sold. No, the sale would, but not the I'm sorry? The sale would require a lease. Beach? How long is the lease? It's uh, the initial term is for 10 years with two five year renewal periods. What are they going to build there? Parking. 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 Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because correct me if I'm wrong, is that the only thing that they can really do with it? Right? Really? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty terms. small parcel. It's very small. And it's, it's kind of surrounded really by primarily older commercial. So it doesn't have a major purpose as a park. And I believe Mr. Gonzalez did state that he wasn't going to restrict public parking there either. Correct. So it benefits some of the surrounding commercial as well. It provides some more access and safer parking. It's not, a, it's not really a neighborhood park. No, it's, no. it's, it's not. in a commercial area. Yes. Well, I move that we make a finding that it's, uh, I guess, an underutilized or unutilized property um, and do what's necessary to I would second that. Okay. Got a motion to second. That's sufficient. One. Mayor, if, if I may briefly, um, 26001A of the Parks and Wildlife Code requires that the findings be that there's no feasible and prudent alternative to the use and that the program or project in this case includes reasonable planning to minimize harm to the land. Okay. Well, I move that we make that finding. As part of the motion. Correct. As part of the motion? Okay. Yes. That's part of the motion to uh, 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 enter into the lease based on that, those findings. I just want to be clear that there's nothing in the uh, in the lease agreement that makes it exclusive for his use, correct? No, that's correct. Okay. All right. Okay, with that, 
Um, I have a motion and a second. Do I have a second? Second. I think so. Second. second. Oh. Any further discussion? Here not. Is there any majority? Regular majority? Regular majority. Okay. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. And that's the end of the public hearing. The next item is the consent agenda. Any items we taken off the consent agenda? I'd like to take off E. Myself. Any any other items? E. Correct. Going once. You say one or not? Going twice. Did you say anything? Okay. Oh, E. E, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where's the one with the... Okay, and attend a motion to approve items uh, uh, three, as a two, yeah, two A, B, C, and D, and then F through K. K. Motion to approve. Second. Okay. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All right. Motion carried. I just want to point out that for this truck is $856,934. Is that correct? Yes, sir. It's a big truck. And is, are we keeping the old ones? What are we going to do with the old ones? So um, it's replacing a vehicle that has met its useful life, and that's a 15-year requirement for FAA. That vehicle rolls over into our backup fleet. It's important for us. We're an Index C airport. We're required to have 1,500 or 3,000 gallons of water capacity, and it takes two vehicles okay. to do okay. that. Well, end of its useful life is kind of a word of art, you know, because... Um, <laughs> yeah. so, some of Summers us have gone several old. times over. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah. Will we have two backups? They have we we backup will rates. have two backups. We would have two backups. Right. And how the oldest one? Is 1991 fleet, oh. um, and that is being used as backup. And, and, and they're not the quite normal fires. They're strictly at the airport. They're strictly at the airport, oh. and they have um, special... Um, Foam. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's a special equipment for foam to put out any type of yeah. aircraft emergency fire. So 91, would, it's relative because they just don't travel all over. Right, not, not right. Not high mileage, they're just older. They're going to be yellow, too? Excuse yeah, me? They're going to be that bright yellow? Yes, Ooh. that's right. a requirement the for the airport. Yeah. It's also paid for with 100% federal oh, dollars um, through oh, the AIP program and the PFC program as well. You said the magic words. Do I have a motion? Motion to approve. Order two. <laughs> All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed same side. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> I knew there was Okay, three bids and contracts. Is a water contract for the purchase of 13 bus surveillance systems. Good evening, uh, Mayor, City Commission. I guess let me start by saying that it's 100% funded by the Federal Transit. <laughs> 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 okay, we're replacing second. camera systems. What are we surveilling? And for the buses, any, any activity that happens on the buses, uh, we have a system that's outdated and uh, cannot be serviced anymore. And so if it goes down, it goes down, and we don't want to risk so it. So if something happened in the bus, we have actually have a um, okay. video of that? Yes. So we, we do have a system, like I said, but it's, it's, it, it needs to be replaced. And the new technology is going to allow us to actually remote into the bus and see what's going on live if we needed to. Okay. So, so behave in the buses, everybody. we got that's surveillance. Yeah. Okay. And we should probably put like you're on camera. <laughs> you should put like you're on camera. Uh, I think we're, think is it video or audio and video? Audio and video. Oh good. Do I have a motion? Also watch out what you're saying. We have motion a motion to approve. Do I have a motion? Yes. Second. second. Okay, motion second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. Thank you, Mario.
Next item is a work contract for the Sarah Avenue storm sewer. It's not federally funded, Mayor, but we got all the money in the bank. <laughs> And it's ready to go. Good evening, Mayor Commissioners. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't say these are federally funded. But as the city manager said, um, we do have money. This is out of the drainage utility fund. And um, for this project, we received uh, six bids on January 21st, 2021. And this will extend a storm sewer line. We're referring to it as a bypass between 30th and 29th Street. So it's going to connect an existing storm sewer line to be able to allow that to flow into an adjacent sewer system. What was happening is our public works department was pumping out of one um, drainage system that was at capacity into that system. So we're doing an interconnect to allow that to flow in under conditions that there's a heavy uh, rain event. We're also, um, well, we're extending a tw uh, approximately 400 linear feet of, of 24 inch line. Staff recommends award a contract to the lowest bidder, Texas Cordia Construction LLC of Edinburgh, Texas, in the amount of $111,100 with a contract time of 45 calendar days. And this is within the engineer's estimate. I can only assume it's not going to interfere with the time frame with their project on Bicentennial, right? This, oh, no, sir, it will not. Okay. Actually, I, I spoke with the, the owner of, of Texas Cordia and she is anxious to get this going. Um, and so uh, she said they can have this done well within the time frame specified. Very good. And, and this is out of the money we charge monthly, our drainage. Yes, sir. yes, sir. It's good, good use for that. Okay, you have a motion? Motion approved. Second. 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 Any other questions or comments? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All the same side, motion carried. C is a work contract for the Gardenia Avenue at North 12th Street drainage. Similar to the previous project, this is funded out of the drainage utility uh, fee fund. We received nine uh, proposals for this project on January 28th, and the scope of work includes approximately 1,700 linear feet of storm sewer line that's going to pick up a drainage system on Main Street um, and take it along Gardenia and take it west to the bicentennial uh, drain ditch. A staff recommends award a contract to the low bidder Texas Cordia Construction LLC of Edinburgh, Texas, in the amount of $282,060 with a contract time of 90 calendar days. Motion to approve. Second. A motion and second to approve. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Both same sign. Motion carried. D is change order number seven for Bicentennial Boulevard extension. <laughs> Yes, sir. Change order number seven is an increase of $30,242.75 and three additional days. The majority of that change order is actually going to be participated by MPU, and that the amount that they're participating with is $22,043.72 for a sanitary sewer line um, that is being uh, worked in that area. The other um, dollar amounts. Um, include a concrete, uh, additional concrete riprap that needed to be done at the site, a four inch conduit so we can install um, our signal wiring at uh, Sprague, reconciliation of quantities at uh, Trenton, and utility conflict um, improvements at Sprague as well. Staff recommends approval of change order number seven in the net amount of $30,242.75 with a revised contract time, sorry, with a revised contract amount of $12,796,830.45 with three additional working days for revised contract time of 408 working days. I have a quick question. On item number one, is that where Sprague and the new Bicentennial Extension intersect? Where you have the boring underneath the stormwater line? 
the MPU. I'll, I'll need to confirm that location with you. I'm not sure um, if it's right at Sprague. I can confirm okay. that and get that back to you. Because I, I, I looked at the, the GIS maps, and they are on our maps. So I don't, I don't know how this was. If I'm assuming this is the location, it's clearly mapped it where you see there's the confluence of three stormwater lines, and then you have uh, the sewer line going through. I'm I'll, sorry, I had to reverse the opposite. Right, I'll confirm that location with you. It was not shown on the plans, and oh. we had been working with the, with the engineers on what is already in our GIS, so this was in an area where um, that storm line was not picked up, and so there is right, that conflict. Motion to approve? Second. Second. Well, hopefully we'll get it done, because we're going to have to call it bicentennial and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, motion second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Motion carries. The completion date? Is the, it, uh, completion date? Um, we are, let me see, I think we had August, uh, I don't have the date here. Um, I think we had August 21st, so that gives us three days. So it put us around the 23rd, 24th. That's full completion. When yeah. are we going to open to? I guess Frontera or... I was expecting that question. <laughs> uh, I had a conversation again with, with the, the owner of the company, and um, we discussed uh, trying to get it in February. She says she needs a little bit more time. Uh, Mid-March is what she's aiming for. And so I'm, I'm coordinating with her on that. There are a couple of, of issues that they're working through. Um, it, it has to do with some uh, testing of the irrigation line and some adjustments that need to be done on some structures. We don't want to put down the final um, lift of asphalt and then go back and have patches. Right. And so we need to get that done before we can do that final lift and get that open. Has they're uh, relatively, I'm going to say, when you look at it, they're relatively minor issues, but they're very important issues and they need to be addressed before they do right. the final lift. Is the crossing complete over the United Irrigation Canal? Over... Um, Between Freddy and, uh, and uh, Northgate? Oh, irrigation district number one. Right. Irrigation Is that complete district that number one. No? They um, have some work that they're doing with storm on the west side of it. Okay. Uh, I believe the uh, curb and gutter is pretty much complete, but they no, they haven't. Uh, There's no completed asphalt lift or anything like that, right? Excuse me. There's no asphalt lift. There? I don't believe there is um, in that section okay. yet. No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay, sorry. Wait a minute. Consideration and approval of construction documents and adoption of an ordinance with authorization to proceed to bidding phase for the Parks Administration and Metro Transfer Station. Yes, sir. So we are in the final stages of this project. Um, Negrete Kolar um, Architects has been working with um, our Parks Department and Metro um, Transit Department as well. Um, they've been having several meetings to finalize these construction documents, and if we can go through some of the, the pictures as, as I'm talking, you can see um, what the facility is going to, to look like. This uh, particular, particular uh, approval is procedural in nature. Um, we are seeking approval, which um, sets that fixed limited budget construction cost for the project. Uh, what, if approved, this will go out to bid, and... Um, We'll be able to receive the bids, compare it with our actual um, bid amount, and then we can make this, a decision on the award at that point. Uh, the services included an estimated construction cost of $3,478,186.50 for the park's admin building and improvements, and an estimated $4,798,513 for the Metro Transfer Station buildings and improvements. 
And um, you can see the, the layout has, uh, they basically just finalized the drawings from the previous submittal um, that was turned in. And um, they've completed those construction documents. They're ready to go out for bid. The architects are here if you would like to ask any questions as well. You looked at me and it clicked. Is there going to be an entrance, egress, egress, right at the intersection with Three Mile and 23rd Street? Yes, sir. The but image it's going to be limited only for uh, authorized vehicles and traffic, right? We, um, it's not going to be a public entrance. Repeat that? Yes, I'm sorry. It will not be a public entrance? We have access uh, for our vehicles to come in and out of that section. Okay. Yes, we, we had the discussion with the church before and it was a problem. Right, that was the other right. issue too on trophy. Right. And this is being paid partially with federal funds for the um, transit section and the park section will be paid for sale of property. And there was also a, a bond to pay for the, the uh, parks portion. Okay. Right. Any other questions or comments? Entertain a motion to approve? One so, more. This is subject oh. to a budget amendment that's also in the packet. That's included in that? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. So moved. Second. Second. Motion is second. All those in favor say aye. 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 same sign. Motion carried. Thank ordinances. you. Thank you. 4A is consideration of possible action declaring a vacancy and adoption of an ordinance calling a special election uh, for May 1st for the McAllen Public Utility Board Place B. Mayor and City Commission, the uh, trustee for Place B of the McAllen P, uh, Public Utility Board has announced its candidacy for City Commission, thus triggering an automatic resignation for the PUB. On January 26, the PUB called an election for May 2021, and in accordance with Section 201.054C, the uh, deadline for filing an application for the place on the ballot is March, uh, Monday, March 1st at 5 p.m. Uh, this election would follow the same timelines as the general city election starting April 19th through uh, April 27th, we would have 12-hour days uh, with one Saturday uh, voting on April 24th, and then Saturday, May 1st would be the, the election. And we would be keeping the same uh, early voting places, the Fireman's Pump House, uh, Palmview Community Center, and Lark Community Center. And then um, this election would also be at large, and uh, we would have the same polling places as general uh, city election uh, using the schools and the community centers. So moved. Second. Motion and second. Any discussion? Hear none. All those in favor say aye. 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 All the same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. B. Key is ordinance providing for the abandonment of 6800 International Parkway. Is this going to be Isaac or Michelle? Mayor, I, I, can, I can present this. Um, you want me to do it from here or over there? You can do it from You're from there. Uh, back in 2016, uh, the, the owner of, of this particular lot requested an abandonment of a small portion of an easement on the property. All of the work was done to effectuate the abandonment. Um, notification was provided uh, to the property owner that, that they could complete a building expansion at that point. For whatever reason, and, and I've attempted to ascertain why it was never brought to the Commission to formally abandon the portion of the easement um, where the the building was expanded all the utilities that were in the easement have been moved including a water line and, and any other utilities that were there so um, this this particular request is is um, 
appropriate for the commission to consider at this time. I think the property owner is, is working on a sale of the property um, and has requested that, that we document the abandonment in advance of his closing, which is scheduled for this week, I would add. Okay. Well moved. Second. Second. Motion second. Any questions? Real or quick. What was the original easement dedicated for? What was the purpose? Uh, it was know? a utility easement, Commissioner. So there was a water line running there. Right. That water line has been moved, Great. as well as any other um, utilities that were installed in the easement at the time. Probably the sherry land at the time, because it would be sherry land's PCN area. Right. Probably before we annexed it, for sure, it was dedicated, I would guess. Okay. Uh, motion and second. Uh, all those in favor say aye. Aye. All the same sign. Motion carried. Variance. Variance is consideration of a variance request to, block, uh, to the block link requirement at 13,800 North 29th Street. Yes, sir. So Neiman Estates is a 10-acre uh, single-family subdivision with 43 lots. Uh, it is located on the east side of 29th or Ruth, uh, just south of Russell Road. Uh, the property is surrounded by single-family residences, Flores Zapata Elementary, and uh, vacant land. Uh, developer is requesting a variance to the 800-foot block length uh, maximum set by code. The project engineer is uh, proposing an east-west interior street uh, with a length of approximately 1,300 feet, and that is due to the school blocking connection to the north and the property to the south already being developed. Um, the variance re request was presented at the December 16th Plan and Zoning Commission meeting. Uh, it got preliminary subdivision approval and a favorable recommendation to the variance for City Commission. Uh, we are recommending approval as well. So moved. Second. Motion second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Next item is a report on CARES funding. Uh, it's remained pretty consistent. One thing that we really haven't highlighted that's been approved is uh, in your packet, the $1.8 million from EDA for Quinta. Um, that's relatively new, and I you know, definitely want to thank the staff at the Grants Department as well as uh, Joe and, and Colleen, Colleen and Yahida. But I just wanted to highlight that, that that's been relatively new. If you have any questions, we'll try What does EDA stand for? EDA is uh, Economic Development Administration. <laughs> Administration. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. It's a federal agency. That's all I wanted. Okay. Good we'll question. <laughs> okay. Inquiring minds want to know. Anybody got any questions on it? Okay, Roy. That's all. It's just a report. Uh, B is consideration possible approval of amendments of bylaws for Friends of Quinta. Mr. Sigmund, we have that on executive session if, if we could come back to that. Okay. So we'll, okay, table it and go to, take it to executive? Okay. C is advisory board appointments, sir. <clears throat> Purple. Mayor and City Commission, this item uh, before you is for advisory board appointments. I have received nominations from the mayor and all the city commissioners on uh, reappointments for um, those members that are listed uh, in purple. I've highlighted all of those reappointments in purple. And uh, nomina new nominations are also uh, highlighted in blue on your spreadsheet. And at this time, I will entertain any nominations for those members that have uh, termed out 
or who have resigned, and those are listed in orange and yellow. I have two. Okay. On the advisory board for um, boards of adjustments and appeals, we can, uh, you can go ahead and maybe add Abraham Padron on that one. And then you have the other one for community development would be Jesse Barba. <coughs> okay. And I have both of their um, contacts I can give you. I want to move Dr. Rosalinda Hernandez from Keith McCallum Beautiful to Community Development. I want to replace her with Fernando Serna. I want to reappoint Gabriel Camel, Fresh Scott, Diane Bartek, and that's it right now. Okay. And I got your nomination too, Commissioner Quintanilla. We don't have any others, then I recommend approval. You already have my nomination on President yes. Okay. Yes, and you have mine noted as well. Okay. Uh, Ms. Perla, just on the um, the blue one, is that the new appointment? Yes, blue. the blue are new appointments and the purple are the reappointments. Okay. You reappointed Javier uh, Jose Solis to the airport, so I turned it purple. No, yeah, but I'm looking at the Keith McCallum beautiful, I got uh, Thomas Brown Miller. I don't think I've been in contact. Do you know if he wishes to stay on the on the board? Yes. Okay, then we're good, we'll leave him. Okay. That looks pretty good, we only get six openings, that's pretty good. Everybody, if you want to be on a board, call the city secretary's office and get an application, and we'll consider you. There's uh, six openings for the uh, what? Fifteen boards we have. Okay, entertain a motion to approve the recommendations as motion to approve. Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. Future agenda items we have here. Any, any changes in any years? I'm looking for the list. I don't where I left. Here you go. Oh. You only have one. There was one. Oh, the, um, a potential food truck for the convention center. That's why I just talked to Roy about it. Okay. And you're going to move up reopening the parks up to the next uh, meeting? That's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think we can uh, place it on next meeting. Yes, sir. Okay. And just if I think, Tanya, that what you described on food trucks, we can handle. So okay. it may not have to come to workshop. So okay. I'll talk to you about it. Okay. And, and also, I would actually, because I remember a couple months ago, we were discussing the, the uh, that from Metro, uh, the sidewalks that we were going to like re redo or replace, redo, or put in new sidewalks wherever the Metro uh, came around. That's something that I don't know we, where we left it, and I haven't had a chance to talk to okay. Mario about it. Okay. Yeah, so we, we discussed that last summer. Uh, I'll get a report from Mario. Okay. okay. And I think we also had a discussion on the bus shelters as well. Mm -hmm. oh, and right. the, and the bus shelters. Yeah, because I think that just kind of like 
kind of okay. went away last year and kind of want to bring it back. We'll get your report. Yes, ma'am. Could we get an update from retail under the city manager's office? I believe last time we had a presentation, it was actually an executive session, but I remembered the platform had new features and new sort of uh, data analytics, different ways of searching. But I'd like to see kind of how we've used that and maybe be presented with some reports over the last four or five months since we last heard from it. Right. Okay. <clears throat> You might add that report. We had a bridge on Monterey at the bridge board meeting. You talked about that today. Going back, right? Monterey, Mexico. Impact of sales and. As oh well. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, sir. You could add that to the report on the future. <laughs> the other one is I kind of want to get another update about the lights because I, I did a little drive around the other day and I noticed that we put the poles in um like the poles for the um uh, in la balboa they're up but I, they have no light on it oh no i just want to know when they will be placed oh, no. when are they going to be put on because i saw the pole the poles but i didn't see the light okay. on it Tanya, you want everything i know <laughs> sorry no i'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, no, we got the lights. I mean, the poles, but no yeah. lights. Yeah, the the last like report was in the, maybe that? last week or two weeks ago. So I'll find out what's going on with the empty poles. Because I saw the little Wi-Fi antenna, but I didn't see the It's probably yeah. Robert wanting to put more stuff on yeah. there. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll find out. Okay. I wish I could get The reports are good, though, about getting lights on the, on the poles, yeah. getting them to work again. Okay, any other future agenda items? Oh, I have another. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the annual max limit already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, table right. items that need to come off the table. Motion to take yes, it, it off does. the table. Yeah. Yeah, motion, second. Take it off. Second. Motion, second to take item 7A off the table. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Good evening. The uh, property owner and his engineer representative, Mr. Salinas, are um, online. So if we need them to answer any questions, um, they are available. Um, so this is a request for uh, participation. Um, that Actually, this is a, re a request that we had brought previously for Bay Vista Ranch subdivision. And the commission asked us to go back and work with the property owner and see what, what we could um, come to terms with. Um, so when we we went back, and I think we had a very productive uh, last couple of weeks in regards to this subdivision. Uh, we worked with a, with a property owner. We worked with his engineer. Um, he worked with the planning department and MPU in order to get all the, the ducks in a row so that we could come back and, and have this item uh, taken off and uh, possibly take some action on it. Um, we went back and revised it. It's actually a one-lot subdivision. It was there a final uh, uh, plat that was submitted to the planning department, two acres? Um, in coordinating with them, the um, property owner has agreed to construct the improvements along uh, North 38, North 56th Street, sorry, and he is asking um, for city participation and uh, the city participation at the rate that we uh, do with um, when we do these participation, that's to exceed 30% of the improvements. And so uh, because he has agreed to do um, the improvements, he has also annexed or submitted an application for annexing the property. Um, again, they are working with MPU on their approvals for sanitary sewer as well. 
And so I think there's there's a significant progress that, that has been made. So staff is recommending approval of the uh, uh, agreement for participation not to exceed 30% of the contact contract costs. The estimated amount of the total uh, public improvements is $19,284.42, and the city's participation would not exceed $5,785.32. Move to approve Second. or subject to the annexation. Second. Second. And the, we'll just have a question. He, he's happy with everything that all of the outcome for? I actually uh, communicated with the engineer, and like I said, they are available, and, and they were in agreement. I think he'd be much better off with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to commend your department and the assistant city your manager, efforts. city manager's office, and working well with this um, homeowner. Well, thank um, you for your direction. I think um, hearing uh, where you would like us to move forward with these um, gives us some guidance on, on yes. how to proceed with these in the future. And, and that's what we talked about in the workshop about those in the Foresight McAllen, whatever we're going to call it. Right. Okay. Got a motion and a second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Welcome to McAllen. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Motion carried. Oh, me. Mayor's report on COVID. I was trying to get some of the numbers. Uh, you know, our numbers were still at um, 50%. Our hospital numbers have leveled off. Um, we still have too many, way too many deaths. And, um, you know, everybody's just got to wear a mask. And I, I know a lot of people are getting vaccinated and think they don't have to wear a mask anymore. That's not true. We still should get masked. And um, I want to commend the staff on the vaccination program. We did 900. Had a lot of compliments from people. Yeah. Um, Very smooth. It was designated for the elderly, even though they didn't do it by the automobile. They did it quickly. They were in and out within 15 minutes, I yes. think. Uh, I just want to encourage people to, um, uh, on the registration program, don't lose faith. Right. What's, what's happening to us is when it gets announced at 10 o'clock as the registration starts, you have people on their computers going refresh, refresh, refresh for hours, right? So as soon as it comes up at 10 o'clock, it crashes because you now have three or 4,000 people trying to register at once and the, and the system doesn't recognize that. So it processes those and then the people that wait to 10 get maybe a message about 15 or 20 minutes later saying it's full. And right. so um, hopefully people understand that and keep trying um, to do that. I think we might try, Roy, maybe um, just want a registration and vaccination at the same time without two days because um, uh, you don't want to sit in line two hours, three hours, first day, and then go back and do the same thing. Although I think it's a very, very effective process. So now, I, I got a concern that um, that apparently, like when people, it's better if you go and line up to sign up than to be online. Because uh, I don't know, I guess uh, the comment was that someone had uh, tried to log in online, that they, then same thing happened, and yeah, apparently that right. they were signing up all the people that are on the line first. Right. Uh, before before accepting the ones in um, online. Yeah, that we've had things where um, one person signs up in a car and then the four people show up in the car the next day uh, for vaccinations and uh, we're gonna try to handle that probably. Um, if, if you violate the rules, you're gonna be bumped out of line. I think I don't, I, right. I, that sounds cruel, but it's not fair to anybody else that abides by the right. rules and, and does that. So um, asking people to have patience and also conserve, concern for their fellow neighbors and be fair about the process and, and how they're handling it. And we'll continue to do that. We don't know when and how many vaccinations we'll get until a couple of days before the, um, the event. So um, hopefully we'll get everybody uh, vaccinated, uh, especially uh, we want to treat our elderly because if you look at the obituaries, that seems to be the 
affected population the most. So. Mayor, I just want to add uh, for those uh, folks who did not have internet access, uh, they are being encouraged to call 211 right. uh, and they'll be directed to another agency to at least place them on some list somewhere at some vaccination hub. So just for public dissemination that people know that you know that don't have internet access, they can dial 211 right. and get, get the appropriate direction how to get registered. And we have reports on the um, when they had the larger one over at uh, Payne Arena that people were lining up five, six hours earlier. Yeah. And one person would register, and but if you have five people and they go home and the car would sit there, and it was a, a nightmare. So I would, you know, it's too bad that when they were developing the vaccination, they didn't come up with software from the federal government mm. that says, here's how you do it. It made sense. And so uh, nobody's got it. I can guarantee you that. And, um, but we'll continue to try. And I think it's gonna take a lot of cooperation from all our citizens in understanding and hopefully we'll get um, get through this. But anybody have any other comments? Or, um, the next one, record, report on the immigration issue. Um, about February 1st, uh, with the new Biden administration, the, um, you know, that in 2014, when President Obama announced uh, immigration reform, we had the first flow of people coming from Central America because they wanted to get there before the reform happened because they were told if you don't get in the country and reform happens, you're not gonna be eligible. So we saw all the people come across uh, both the bridges and the river at the time and that um, kind of stalled out a little bit and um, Pre President Trump said he was going to uh, stop, change it radically and so he wouldn't be eligible at all. So we had another crunch in 19, which is even worse than the 2014. We had sometimes over a thousand people a day, as I recalled, and that was even exceeding the 2014 numbers. That died off when everybody got returned to Mexico. And if you came across a river, you didn't even get in the queue. You had to come across the bridge and they would put you in the queue to have your court here. And so that, that um, stayed on. And then with the Biden administration, uh, for whatever reason, we don't know, um, whether it was official rule or whatever, but now people coming across the river and family units um, qualify. So what they do is where you come across the river, uh, you just, uh, they take biometrics, they take a picture of your face so they can identify you later on, fingerprint you, ask you 13 questions, I think, uh, as a medical, and take your temperature, but do not test for COVID. And if you have, if you claim to have a sponsor and an affordant address, they release you on a promise to appear like they did before. And my understanding, Roy went down there, is they're doing this right at the river. Mm -hmm. Before they were bringing them to the uh, station Sorry. in McAllen, now they're doing it right at the river. They have a tent location and they're doing that. Um, thank God the Catholic Charities is still involved with the respite center. We converted the respite center over to an asylum seeking center again. And the numbers are on uh, February 1st, we had 80, then 66, 158, and the fourth, 154. Uh, on the 5th, 26, and 6th, 64, and yesterday, 107. So those numbers are pretty constant. Um, what we're afraid of is that word will get to Central America and we'll be seeing them come across more frequently. Bridge operations stay the same. So if you go across the bridge, they're not gonna let you in. They will give you a number, send you back to Mexico and wait in the centers in, in Reynosa and Brown and Matamoros for your court here. And so, um, seems ironic that if you try to go across a bridge and do it orderly, you got less preference than you will um, otherwise. 
and so you know hopefully uh, all this works but you know promise to appear in court and if you're going to be four or five years from now you may be having american children uh, maybe marrying an american spouse and all that entails of whether or not you're going to show up for your hearing i think is still a particular problem but anyways that's what it is and we got an update from uh, border patrol or cbp today no changes in that three um uh, the non-essential Mexicans still cannot cross the bridge. Uh, that's true, February 22nd. They just keep renewing it February 21st, month to month. We don't know what their um, standards are for renewing or not renewing, it, because originally it was COVID-related. So, um, you know, we don't know whether our hospitalizations will affect that or Mexico or however that, they haven't given us privy of how that's gonna work. But that also seems ironic to us that uh, non-essentials can't come across a bridge where they can peruse them physically and make sure they're okay from that standpoint. But you can swim across and get released. Yeah. But that's life tested. in America. And not be sending the wrong message. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let you know that's changed. And uh, we uh, were received 10,000 or 6,000? 6,000. 6,000. We called the governor's office and for testing. We got 6,000. Uh, rapid tests and we were able to train the respite center staff uh, how to use them so we will not put anybody um, into the respite center or into the bus station without being tested sure. and that, yeah. that helps not our community but also the rest of the state of texas obviously and uh, we're geared up for um, holding more but not many more in the respite center and we have other facilities but thank um, thank the uh, catholic charities for what they're doing and the, and the volunteers there and Mayor, just out of curiosity, what are we doing with, like if they do test positive, like where are they putting them on? Uh, there is a facility if you test positive. We haven't had anybody that has to go to the hospital. I don't know what happened then. I guess we just go to the emergency room. I don't know, you know, just knock on wood. But we, they do have a facility where they can put them if they have test positive. And um, so far they've been able to use that facility to quarantine them and then release, but without hospitalization necessary. So. We don't have any money for hospitalization, so I, I guess under MTAL, if they show up at the emergency room, they have to treat them, so I don't know. I don't know what that purpose is. Animal control. Animal control? Okay. Uh, going back to the agenda item, we want animal control to be added to the workshop. Thank you. Anything specific, Commissioner? Just the procedures and uh, steps okay. and drop-offs. Okay. Okay. When I was a prosecutor, the toughest things were barking dogs. <laughs> to prosecute because, I mean, what's the alternative? Uh, you can find the person, but eventually it's got to be the dog, dog stay or not. You know, that's a very difficult process. Okay, any other questions on that? And then I put on the election update. I can't remember why I put that on. Maybe it's because I was overwhelmed. Well, I have six people running for mayor, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overwhelmed too, don't worry. <laughs> Maybe seven, you know, you never know. It's so three, like three one days comes out every week, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think one thing I'd like to say about that is it's our policy of a city that now if an incumbent asks for a um, report or something, it's not the normal course of what we're doing in city business, agendas, for instance, or whatever, workshops, that if we make a copy, we're making a copy available to the uh, opponent. Right. So we just got to be aware of that, and you know we don't overload staff with a lot of things, but we certainly want to support um, an informed election, and so that you know the staff is ready to do that. But you need to know 
that also gets sent to all the candidates out there. So I would hope we um, do that re responsibly. Now, a candidate can't ask for, they can only ask from the Public Records Act, but uh, not, as you as a sitting commissioner can certainly ask for that uh, information, but it does get sent to any, any opponent that you have. And okay. that's just for the people running, right? Just for the people running. You could ask, you know, as a- Ask away. You could ask away. <laughs> it doesn't have to be shared. Okay, thank you. Now, Mr. City Attorney. Mayor, it's my opinion that items 9A through G qualify as indicated for discussion in executive session pursuant to Texas Government Code, sections 551071, 551072, 551074, or 551087. I recommend you entertain a motion to adjourn the executive session. Motion to go to recess into executive session. Second. second. A motion is second to go into executive session on advice of the city attorney. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. We are now recessing executive session. It is 648 according to the atomic clock. session it is 732 mayor with respect to item 9a there'd be no action is required okay um, with respect with respect to 9b no action is required with respect to 9c um, the city manager is uh, I would recommend you entertain a motion to authorize the city manager manager to proceed as discussed in executive session? So moved. Second. Okay. Uh, any questions, comments? Hear none. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Uh, Mayor, I lost the paper. The same thing. With respect to um, item D, there was, a, there was an item on the agenda, I believe it was under the manager's report, yes. that we tabled. I would recommend you entertain a motion to take that off the table and consider nominations uh, to the Quinta board at this time? Motion to remove from the table. Second. Okay, motion second. All in favor say aye. 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 And there's also, we added another couple of things besides nomination to the board. Yes. Um, that's correct, Mayor. Um, with respect to, well, with respect to the executive session item, um, I would. I would recommend you uh, entertain a motion to authorize the city attorney uh, to proceed as discussed in executive session. So moved, I also recommend um, that the uh, named individuals be accepted into the board. Okay, and those it. individuals would be Jenny King, Jim Collins, Linda Tovar, um, Commissioner Eddie Cantu, and Chris Rivera. Second. Motion is second. Any discussion? Great group of people. All those in favor okay. say aye. 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 Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, um, with respect to item E, I would recommend the commission entertain a motion to authorize the city manager and city attorney to proceed as discussed in the executive session. So moved. Second. Second. Uh, no action is required with respect to what item F. We got F. a vote on it. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. It's okay, it's a rookie mistake. We understand. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard you vote. Uh, with respect to item F, no action is required. 
Uh, and with respect to item G, 9G, I would res uh, uh, recommend the city, or city commission entertain a motion to authorize the city manager and city attorney to offer a lease of five years with a five-year option to renew and a 90-day termination clause. So moved. Second. Second. Okay, any discussion? No. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say aye. Motion carried. Is that it? That's all of them. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It is 734. We will stand. Adjourn. Adjourn.